0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, once again, welcome back to Flea Flipper. I'm your host John and yes, it's uh, actually, it's one of the rare occasions where I, can do, I only took a couple of days off from doing this, from doing my last episode, but uh, we are actually back, I've had the day off, uh, you know how it is, you do household chores, but now we're here, uh, let's say about 6.30 in the evening, and we're, uh, I'm getting a chance to actually do uh, an episode here for, for you out there. Uh, for those who've been from day from day one, I want to say thank you for doing so. And I've always said before, and I'll say it again: Please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your dog, your cat, uh, your co-workers, uh, neighbors, random person on the street. I don't care if it's somebody at the bus bus station, airport. Don't really care. Please, please get to get the word get the word out, and please invite, please invite anybody you can on in to watch. Uh, to listen I should say to listen to a flea flicker uh, for those who you from uh, those who are joining the very first time I want to say thank you for doing so you please invite your family your friends your loved ones your neighbors your dog your cat like I said uh, co-worker neighbor you know in the bus I don't care if you sitting at a bus stop and you're talking to a random person you know drop them drop them drop them drop them you know tell them about the podcast um, like I said before and I'll say it again I did the best I can to get this uh, information out there to you as best as best I can. Uh, there are certainly a few things we will cover in this episode, and hopefully if I get a chance later on tonight, we will do another episode. But for right now, we are getting NFL, we're, we're getting late, late in the season. It's going to be crunch time for a, lot of, for a lot of NFL teams, a lot of teams that are gunning for playoff spots. Of course, there are some that have had disappointing years, and they're probably just a going, you know, going through the motions and looking towards 2023. Uh For those who do not have Anchor, who don't listen to Anchor, I should say, I am on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, uh, Amazon Music. Uh, those are, are some of the uh, ones I am on. So if you do not listen to Anchor, please, I don't care, it doesn't matter what outlet you really use, but please, you know, Please listen to, you know, please do me a favor, go right there, listen to the podcast. The last few episodes I have done have picking up a little bit of steam. I might say it's a great amount of steam, but it's a little bit of steam. And I, for those who do listen to the show, I want to say thank you for doing so. And uh, like I said, I want to get I want to get it out there, get it out to the, to the uh, good old USFA. I've had a few people listen from the north of the border to the south of the border. I've had people from the United Kingdom to all the way to Turkey to Thailand to actually listen to this uh, podcast. Um, certainly, I want to you know uh, want to keep getting it out there more and more. Uh, I that not uh, I does not matter. You know where you're from, what country you're from. Please do me a favor. Come on in. And listen. Listen to the podcast. There's certainly a lot. Uh, certainly, I love to. Uh, you know, I love doing this. Like I said, it's been a year. It's been over a year now that I've done this and I continue to do this and uh, I, lo- I love doing this. Uh, if I get a chance for uh, fantasy football people out there, uh, a heads up, uh, Thursday night, you got the San Francisco 49ers against the Seattle Seahawks. We will talk about the San Francisco 49ers in a little bit. They'll be one of the subjects we will cover. But for those who uh, have possible players in those games, and some leagues, I know fantasy leagues, are now in, going, are in their playoff, or some of them are doing playoffs right now, first round of playoffs, uh, depends on what outlet you use, I know I know some ESPN leagues, they do two weeks in the first round, two weeks in the second round, which I guess we consider considered Super Bowl, some leagues do that, some don't do that, uh, I don't believe Yahoo does that, and I don't believe uh, NFL.com does that, but again, just to put it, just to put, just to put it out there, keep you out of it. And for those, also, you have to remember there is a game this Saturday, a very interesting game: the Buffalo Bills versus the Miami Dolphins. Certainly, there's going to be quite a few guys on the Miami Dolphins team that you probably will have playing. Certainly, there's going to be a few guys in the Buffalo Bills team team you might you might be playing. But again, again, those just just things keep just some things just to keep an eye out on and Certainly, there's going to be injuries that you need to keep an eye out on, and certainly, as the week goes on, you will certainly, wherever you get your information from, whether it's ESPN, Infla.com, Yahoo Sports, wherever you get your information from, certainly, this is a time here that you certainly need to, to certainly, you know, read as much as you can, as much as possible. You don't want to, yeah, you don't want to certainly play a guy that is, that's, you think it's gonna play and I'm sure a lot of people got involved in that T Higgins the T Higgins thing as where T Higgins started he was in for what one was it one play and I think they pulled him because of a lingering hamstring issue now for me luckily for me I was able able to pull him out. pulled him out again I'm always iffy about a hamstring hamstring issue with anybody but again I'm sure that, that might have caused some people some games could cost him a playoff spot, you know. It certainly, I hope. I certainly hope for those who hope, certainly, hopefully, that some people who didn't play Teagans or were able to get Teagans out of the lineup. Some of those who felt that he was going to play and you know and did not play. You know, that's 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 something that aggravate aggravates somebody's that will aggravate you until until the, until the end of time, right? But again, there are some injuries. Like I said, there are some injuries going around. The leg right now, and of course, we're in that time of year, late in the year, where injuries starting to like pile up more and more. Um, again, one injury uh, just found out here just about probably about fifteen minutes ago. Uh, Damian Pierce, the uh, the young young running back from the Houston Texans, who's had a pretty good rookie year, he's going to miss uh, possibly two to three weeks because of a high ankle sprain. What that means is he, that if he could be my my guess is the Texans will probably hold him out for the rest of the year and get the young man ready for twenty twenty three. Now again, I know was it uh, Rex Rex Burkett? I think will probably move into the number one to the number one spot, which I know that's not really, and I don't I don't think Rex is going to really. I mean, for somebody who needs somebody that bad, Rex is a possibility. I know they've got Royce Freeman, a former Denver Bronco. I believe he'll be on the practice squad, they'll probably call him up. Him yeah, up, But uh, Other than Damian Pierce. I don't know if Rex Burkhead will be the proverbial, proverbial answer for you. Um, I know the Houston Texans, they had was in Brandon Cooks, he's had, he's had some injuries. Uh, and Nico Collins, he, had, he had, was hurt last week, he didn't play, they were down the top two receivers. And the Texans actually almost beat the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, one guy was it, uh, Chris Moore former Baltimore Raven receiver, a young man, I believe he went to the University of Cincinnati, if I'm not mistaken, had a monster game. But again, for those who, who, think, those who think about playing Damian Pierce and hoping that he would be that the, that the injury that he suffered would not be as bad, well, it's a high ankle sprain, and you know how high ankle sprains are kind of like the hamstrings. Yeah, they are they're a hit or miss. You don't, yeah, you don't know how long it's going to be. But for Pierce, it seems to for at least a few weeks. And I wouldn't be surprised if he is pretty much done for the season. And they'll be getting the young man ready for twenty twenty three. Enough of that. Enough. Of that. Let's let's jump into the very first thing. And speaking of injuries, we're on the subject of injuries. And of course, for the Arizona Cardinal fans, the the worst news of all is the. The torn ACL of one Kyler Murray as uh, about the third play of the game. He scrambled for a couple of yards. Uh, he was not hit. It was a non-contact injury. He kind of went down. And Kyler knew that something was wrong because he was highly upset. Highly upset when he uh, went in the 10. He was highly upset when he had to go off, when they had to cart him off the, off the field. And um, certainly it is a huge, a huge loss for the Cardinals. Now, the Cardinals have had a disappointing year when they bought Kyler Murray. They gave Colin Murray a nice contract. respect of course I'm sure they're expecting big things from Colin Murray. Murray has been has missed a couple he had missed a couple of games because of some injuries and now this one certainly he is done for the year. Uh, hopefully hopefully the the best news they could hope for is he could be back by week one of next season. But of course, with ACL injuries, it depends on the it depends on the athlete, and I've said that before. Some people can come back from injuries quicker than others. An ACL injury, it's tricky. I mean, what uh, was it? Chris Godwin, he had an ACL injury. He, he was back week one, but he had to step out. He had to, he had to miss a game, but he came back. And Godwin is playing is right now, maybe the most consistent receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. So Godwin was able to recover recover from that but again like I said they're tricky again the Cardinals have had disappoint have a disappointing year now the offensive line it's had injuries I know Connor I think he's missed a game or two James Connor missed a game or two DeAndre Hopkins, James Hopkins had to serve a sustained, sustained suspension for a PED use uh, but he has come back he has played well it in is in his, you know since he's been back Marquise Brown and they made a trade uh, Mark Marquis got off to a pretty decent start, but injuries have, have curtailed him. Zach Ertz, he is out for the year. He has an injury. Um, again, it's like the offense has been wrecked with injuries, and now the biggest one of them all, Colin Murray is out for the year. And you know, hopefully, Kyle will be ready by the first week in twenty twenty three. We'll see. You know, we'll see. Uh, one has to wonder. Well. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury be around next next year, or the general manager be around next year. Again, there's been speculation, rumors that, that uh, those two could be that he could be fired, and if that is the case. I'm sure the speculation is, and I'm sure one name's going to get thrown out there is going to be Sean Payton. Now, Sean Payton, those rumors that Payton could be the next Los Angeles Chargers head coach. But again, if if Cliff Kingsbury is gone. Sean Payton name could, uh, could get out there. Now, can you imagine? Now, I can imagine what Sean Payton could do for Kyle Murray. I'm just saying, can you, I mean, you think about it. Can you, can you see Sean Payton versus Sean McFay twice a year? Can you see him, Sean versus Kyle Shanahan twice a year? Or even Pete Carroll twice a year? I mean, can you imagine, can you imagine the, the gains in that division alone? I mean, that would be, that would that would certainly be something that would certainly be ticket worthy for, uh, you know, for the Arizona Cardinals. It's, again, just putting it out there, if Cliff is gone, you bring in Sean Payton, uh, you know, Sean Payton, he has done, he has done an outstanding job with, with quarterbacks. I mean, as we all know, Drew Brees is enough set off of that. Um, Drew was a pretty decent quarterback for the Chargers, he had injuries. Uh, the Miami Dolphins actually had a chance to get Drew Brees and signing. When Nick Saban was actually the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, they had a chance. They were concerned about his injuries. Uh, Sean Payton, the New Orleans Saints, took a chance on, as you can say, the rest is history. Sean Payton, Drew Brees, and the Saints, certainly from uh, Katrina, Hurricane Katrina, and the disaster that city had to go through and had to rebuild. And to be honest with you, they're probably still rebuilding to this day. Because because of that horrible that horrible hurricane, but it brought it brought it brought hope to the city of New Orleans, and they got a Super Bowl from Drew Brees and Sean Payton, and Sean Payton constantly had the Saints in the playoffs, pretty much you know year in and year out. But it'll be interesting a a 25, 26 year old Kyler Murray, you know uh, you you would still have James Conner, maybe for another year, you could you could another year out of Connor. Still have Hopkins, Marquise Brown. It's not a bad one two punch. Holton Zekert gets back next season. Healthy. At least, yeah, I mean, can you think about it? If you get the off if you can get a couple of offensive linemen, maybe an maybe a, maybe an additional running back, maybe another running back in there. You know, uh like I said, you have Hopkins, you have Brown. Yeah, uh Rondell Moore. And I can imagine what what Sean Payton could do for Rondell Moore in his career. Yeah. And of course the defense has had his ups, has had some downs, but he's got talent on defense. Now, a guy like Sean Payton can come in and can make the Arizona Cardinals a pretty a pretty decent contender. But of course that's all gonna depend on Kyler Murray. Now Colt McCoy's been in the league for what, 12, 13 years. He has got the task of taking over the Cardinals for the rest of the season. Like I said, McCoy He's a pretty he's a, he's a fairly he's a fairly good quarterback, backup quarterback in this league. And he has proved time and time again he's done a pretty you know pretty pretty decent job. And now he's gonna be he's gonna be asked for the task to move him forward, to move the Cardinals forward for the rest of the year. Now from a fantasy perspective, could it could it yeah, could it hurt? I will say this much. I think with DeAndre Hopkins, I don't think it's I don't think it's going to hurt DeAndre Hopkins as much as you would think. Hopkins is going to be the number one weapon. He's going to get his targets. I don't think it's going to hurt him as much as you think. Guys like Marquise Brown, yes. If you got Rondell Moore, yes, it will hurt. Now, as far as James Conner goes, I think James Conner will probably get a few more opportunities because they gonna want to take the pressure off of Colt McCoy. Again, the offensive line, remember, if, if, if that offensive line has been wrecked with injuries. It has been an inconsistent offensive line for you know, for a couple of years now, maybe longer, and that's something that the that's something that the Cardinals have to take care of in the offseason, season is that offensive line because you got if you're paying a guy 230 million a year, what it is for Kyler Murray. You want you want him to protect it at all costs. But for the Cardinals and Kyler Murray, it's been a long year. Now, whether Cliff Kingsbury comes back next season, it remains to be seen. The one thing about Cliff is. Cliff, he has, he has, had some he has steadily and slowly made the team better, about record, but this year he's taking, the, he's taking it back, taking it back. The Cardinals last year were, at one point in time, they were the only undefeated team in the league last year. And then when they lost that game, and seemed like that lost, it took them, it took them down. They did make the playoffs, but they got bounced, they got bounced in the first round. Now, Again, again, the Cardinals have had talent for the last couple of years. People have always thought that they should be way, you know, a lot better than what the, they are. Grant can't understand you know, the division with the Rams, won that she won the Super Bowl last year. The Forty Tigers have been a pretty decent team under Collins Jr. And, and even though Seattle Seahawks struggled last year with Russell Wilson, you know, with the Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll had one of his worst years of his coaching career in Seattle. You have to, yeah. Again, they're still, but again, Seattle's been a viable team this year. They have played, they have, you know, they have been a surprise. The 49ers, they may maybe, maybe the second best team in NFC behind the Philadelphia Eagles. You now, some may say they were Minnesota Vikings, but the Minnesota Vikings, they took a to be out of Detroit by the, by the the Detroit Lions. We'll talk about the Detroit Lions, but don't talk, talk about them in this episode. We'll talk about them in my next episode. And maybe where Dan Campbell could maybe, maybe he should be coach of coaching the year for the Giants, he's the Detroit Lions. But, and again, some may say that the Dallas Cowboys may be the second best team in the NFC. A lot of speculation, but again, the Cardinals, they've had a disappointing year. It's the NFC West is one of the toughest divisions in all of football. Again, the AFC West was the number one division coming into football, but of course, Denver has not played in the park, Either had the Las Vegas Raiders, they played to the par again. Still one of the best divisions in football that is in the West, but certainly hope that uh, Kyle Byrne makes a quick recovery. Hope he, and certainly hope me back back when the feel He's a a great he's a great playmaker. Uh, we'll you know, we'll see moving forward if he still has Cliff there next year, uh, or will he be a new head coach? And again. Look for the name of Sean Payton to pop up. I know the could pop up. is maybe Eric Beny, offensive coordinator for the um, Kansas City Chiefs. This could be a very interesting position for him to take over. Can you imagine him coaching Kyler Murray. He's had he's had success. I mean, he's done a wonderful job helping Patrick Mahomes develop along with Andy Reid. But can I, I can see Eric Beny maybe with the Cardinals and helping and helping Kyler Murray along. But again, you know we'll see. We'll see how things go for the Cardinals, but it's been a disappointing year for the Cardinals, for the Cardinals fans, I'm sure management. And you have to wonder what the, what the Bidwells will do, will do in the all season. It becomes very becomes very interesting. Of course, now you have to look at the division, the Rams, the Rams. They struggled this year. Again, like like most teams in the NFL, they had a lot of injuries. And yeah, the was hurt, the offensive line lost a couple of players to free agency, never recovered. Running games are non-existent. Cooper Cup is well bit. Cooper Cup, and now Robinson is disappointment. He's out for the year. Cup is gone. We're assuming Cup is gone for the year. We don't know right now. Uh, you know, the defense, the defense had some injuries. But again, the defense has not played at the par. You know, with Von Miller left, the pass rush, it pretty much seemed to go out the door when Miller left. You look at the 49ers, the 49ers have been consistent this year. Granted, they had Trey Lance got off to, to a not such a great start. Trey got hurt. He just goes out for a year. Then comes back, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo did a pretty decent job. Maybe not a spectacular job, but a quality job. And then he gets hurt. And then Brock, you know, the last pick of the draft, Brock Purdy steps in. And for the first couple of weeks, he does a fairly decent job. Now, of course, Brock, Brock is dinged up. I think he has a, a, rib, a rib injury. He could be questionable going to Thursday night's matchup with the uh with the Seattle Seahawks. And if he doesn't play, then you've got the man who's who's been on nine ten different ball clubs. Josh Johnson may step in and have to take over Josh had a pretty had a pretty decent preseason with the um, Denver Broncos. There was even talk with maybe he would back up Russell Wilson and not Brett Ripton. Yeah. But again, they stuck with rippon who had been the has been on the Broncos teams for a few years now as a, a backup quarterback, sometimes even third string quarterback on the team. But now Josh Johnson once again could could nothing is definite; it's not etched in stone yet, but he could wind up being the starting quarterback for the 49ers. And Josh, you know, Josh Johnson does, is is a is a mobile quarterback, and he could bring that mobility to the 49ers. Again, Purdy has done has done that he's mobile as well and that kind of gives the point a different perspective on on things instead of having, you know again you know Seattle's like I said Seattle has not surprised Gino Smith has probably been a comeback back during the year and Gino might have could have very well earned himself a nice little a nice little contract moving forward for the 40 uh, hours of course I was reading something here recently about Gino about uh what his con? What he might be offered? What him or his agent might be trying to get? Some say you get a seventy to seventy-five million dollar contract. Some figure that maybe Gino might want more money than that. Forty is done this year. Uh, they got a nice young running back in Kenny Walker, who probably will be the number one running back next year. We're short. I'm assuming Rashard Penny will probably elsewhere next season. You still got Lockett. And you still got Metcalf. So you still got something you still have something there to work with. The offensive line has actually been surprisingly played well well this year. They drafted a couple of offensive linemen this year's draft who have stepped up and have played exceptionally well for them. The 49ers actually screened the Seattle Seahawks actually had a pretty decent draft. I should repeat Carroll and John Schneider. They seem yeah, they they've done well the defense. It's still the defense still needs to be work. But again, with the Cardinals is is they're in a pretty tough division. You think the Rams will bounce back next season, hopefully. The 49ers will still be San Francisco. Whether whether Trey Lance steps back in, whether Garoppolo, they keep Garoppolo around, or maybe uh, Brock, uh, Brock Mania, uh, Brock Purdy Mania, um, starts running wild, and um, <laughs> maybe he's the quarterback they keep. <laughs> you know, who knows? But you still got the Caffrey for Debo with back. Brandon Ayuk. George Kittle, you still, you still have you still have a quality. You still have a quality team there going into the next season, and to me, the 49ers, they'd probably be the team to beat in the NFC West at least going into the next season. Again, maybe the Rams f- f- could finish second, but then again, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens moving forward. But for Colin Murray and you know for Colin Murray and company, hopefully, I hope Colin gets well, comes back. But again, for the Cardinals, it's been a disappointing year. Injuries, we get it, understand it. But you have to wonder, like we said before, and we'll say it again, the biggest question mark is is will be can Cliff, will Cliff Kingsbury yeah, come yeah. Will Cliff Kingsbury come back next year? That's gonna be the biggest issue and the interesting question the Cardinals will have to answer going into the offseason. Mm-hmm. Now we'll flip we will go flip conferences. We'll go to the AFC. I'm going to talk about a team that is actually, that we just kind of briefly glossed over is they'll be playing the Buffalo Bills this coming Saturday, and that is the Miami Dolphins. And it seems like the last couple of weeks or so, the Miami Dolphins seem to be seem to be slipping a little bit. Uh, they uh, lost the offense. The last couple of weeks, the offense has not looked has not looked like the offense it had early early in the year. Now, the Chargers defense, the Chargers defense has not played, has not played well this year. Now granted the Chargers have had a lot of talent on that defensive side of the ball, but there's injuries to in the defense, defense side of the ball. And for them to hold the Miami Dolphins 17 points is probably saying something about the Chargers. Or is it saying something about the Miami's offense? And the Miami's offense now, you can make you can make kind of an excuse for Miami because they've had they've had some injuries on the offense on the offensive line. Uh, Armstead, the left tackle, I think he's missed the last couple of weeks because of injuries. They've had some more uh, Austin Jackson. I know they're the starting right tackle. He has, he has been hurt. He's been hurt. He's missed he's missed a few weeks. So they've got they've got some injuries on the offensive line, and some people believe that that could be part of the reason why two of. Has kind of struggled a little bit because of the offensive line protection, and that could really be the case. But Tua's numbers, but again, Tua's kind of slipped. The running game, the running game, which was supposed to, I think, improve with Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson Jr. coming over from San Francisco, hasn't hasn't really lit the world on fire. Now, Tyreek Hill, Tyreek is dealing with is dealing with is dealing with some injuries himself, but he's he's been fighting through the injuries. He is. He's playing well. He continues to play well. He's over 1,000 yards. Again, I think he leads the – I believe he – I know he leads the AFC, I believe, certainly in receiving yards. Now, again, you've got Jalen Waddle. He, again, the same situation. He's battling through injuries. But, again, the last couple weeks for fantasy owners, and, yes, I have Jalen Waddle on, on on, a couple of teams. And Jalen has been a huge disappointment for me. What is it? I think last week he caught maybe one or two balls. The week before that, maybe the same thing. If I am not mistaken, but Jalen is over a thousand yards, and to me that's something I don't understand. Here is a guy that caught one hundred balls last year, and I get that you've got, and I get, and I get that you've got Tyree Hill, but you, but it seems like you are kind of ignoring a guy that's caught one hundred balls for you last year. You need to get the ball in his hands more, not because I have all my all my. Uh, Fancy football team, but the thing is, is I have to step back, and I've said before when I started this podcast, I have to call it like I see it, and I can't, I cannot be biased. Some people are big Tom Brady fans, or Aaron Rodgers fans, or Dallas Cowboy fans, or wherever the case is. But again, again, I have to call it like I see it, and for me, the bottom line is you gotta get Hill and bottle an equal amount, an equal amount. To continue to be successful, at one point in time during the season, that appeared to be that appeared to be the case, but now it seems like Tyreek Hill catches about maybe eighty percent of the bypasses, and Waddleman may catch about two percent. So to me, you've got to even that out now. And I told people before the season began, and I said that the Miami Dolphins were going to pass the football more than they were going to run it. And sure enough, I ended up being and I ended up being right. They were gonna pass the ball. we bring a guy like Tyreek Hill in and you gotta Jalen Waddle, you going to have to, yeah. Now, now I know one guy that's kinda of quietly gone to buy was it Shef, was it Sheffield, Trent Sheffield, who is every once in a while pokes his head in and he appears to maybe be a, a number three receiver and to be to be a pretty decent deep threat. Now, again, one guy that I'm surprised they don't use more. And I don't think that uh, Mike McDaniel is a big fan of his. That's Mike Galecki, the tight end, the tight end. To me, here's a guy that goes under the radar, and he's a pretty decent tight end in this league. And my personal opinion is he needs to get him more involved in the offense as well. I mean, if you can get those two, if you can get a heel, you get heel, waddle, and get Glecky more the ball, and Try to figure out, you know, the offensive line is digged up. It's banged up But it, yeah, but it, again if the running game can come around a little bit You know get a healthy offensive line, you know And get you know split the split the, split the catches between Hill and Waddle your offense will get back will get back and form. but again, that's what Mike Daniel, and That's what he needs to do He needs to get Mike lucky get the guy involved the guys are pretty good as a pretty decent tight end Now, again, Galecki, he's probably going to be gone next year, and he'll be on somebody else's team, and he'll probably put up fairly decent numbers on somebody else's else's team next year. Again, he doesn't fit the Mike McDaniel mold, and again, Mike McDaniel wants him to be George Kittle. Again, Galecki's a good tight end. He might not be George Kittle mode. But he is a pretty decent tight end. The biggest thing with Galecki is is his blocking. He's an excellent receiving tight end. His blocking skills. Something like to be desired. That Kittle. That's the reason why I'm a Daniel like Kittle because he could block and he was also a pretty a top five uh, tight end in this league just off of that and off that alone. Now, but again, now defensively, Miami's had its substance had some downs this year. Miami. Miami's defense, I think on a whole, has been a disappointment. But it's been the offense that has carried the Miami Dolphins team. Now, again, I had Miami making. I had Miami as a wild card team. I felt, I felt Buffalo would win the division. But again, if you look at the division itself right now, yes, Miami is what, I mean, the Buffalo Bills, they have put up 10 wins. Uh, the, New, the New England Patriots, who just beat the Cardinals on Monday night, they are actually they are actually still kicking the tires and hanging around and hanging around in the playoffs. And the Jets, the Jets, another surprise team this year. So to be honest with you, dude, I mean, at one point in time, it was the Dolphins and the Bills beginning of the season as probably the top two teams in this division, at least in the conference. I should, well, the division, yes, but now it's like there's not a sure thing. I mean. Miami Miami if Miami keeps messing around, they will slip up. You might see New England. Heck, you might even see the Jets surpass you, and maybe they'll make the wild card and not you. But again, the biggest thing is the defense has got to tighten. Got to tighten up. Yes, they have a tall task against the Buffalo Bills this you know this Saturday. But again, Buffalo Bills offense has not been a juggernaut the last few weeks you could can, can make a case that maybe Josh Allen's elbow has been an issue and right. and, and, and that could be the case that could be there will be a case where I think they the Buffalo Bills have dialed down the offense as far yeah because of of Josh's elbow but again Josh even even if I mean but Josh has not you know been has not been like he was the first meeting Josh Allen put up what four I think he mm-hmm. threw for 400 yards on Miami Dolphins now. I don't believe Josh is going to throw 400 more yards against him this week. Elbow's going to be an issue. Now, I think Josh, maybe he might be able to get maybe 200 yards on my head, but I don't think he's going to get 400. I mean, I have Josh in my legs. I wish he would get 400. I wish Josh was over 500 and throw for six touchdown passes. I would love that to death. But unfortunately, I that's not going to happen. And, again... The bottom is that their defense is going to have to tighten up a little bit. You know, they have to put some more pressure on Josh Allen. Now I know Josh. Josh is a mobile quarterback. Josh is a, is a big guy, mobile quarterback, and he can hurt you hurt you with his legs as well. Now, the bottom line, yeah, the, yeah, the secondary, they had two pretty good corners. You know, Howard, who Howard has had his ups and downs this year. And Byron Jones to me has been a disappointment since Miami has signed away from the Dallas Cowboys But again The defense like I said with Miami Miami is is starting to fade a little bit and that is, that is a concern of a Miami Dolphins fan It's a concern. It's a concern. They're fading a little bit unless Miami's is gonna have to Crank it up now the Buffalo Bills even though Von Miller is done for the year because he has his own A-cylinder to deal with like Miami does, but the Buffalo Bills have depth on the defensive line, and that's going to be. And again, they're going to put pressure on that injured offensive line of the Miami Dolphins. So to me, to me, I don't think I don't think they're going to run the ball as well. I think the ball it's going to be in Tua's hands once again. And like I said, Tyreek Hill, he's got an ankle injury. Poor that he's going to gut through it, and he's going to play. Waddle's had some has had some lower leg injuries, but he's been gutting it out. He's been playing. But to me, but to me, the biggest thing is it's gonna be it's gonna be all on Tua's shoulders, and he's gonna have to if 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 he's gonna he's gonna to figure out a way to beat the mine to beat the Buffalo Bills this coming yeah you know, this coming Saturday. And to me, I don't think I don't think Miami's gonna be able to run the ball against Buffalo. They're gonna have to pass it now. Again, Buffalo's had injuries in that secondary this year, and they still, they're still they still dealing with injuries. And this is certainly a good opportunity for a Tyreek Hill and a Jalen Waddell to have nice games. This is the opportunity for them to do that. And again, with the Miami Dolphins, don't give Tyreek Hill 90% of the passes and Jalen and Waddell 2%. percent you got to make it 50-50. Make it 50-50. Get Molly, get get Michael Leckie more involved. Get him more involved in the game. I can see he sent uh, Sheffield deep a few times during the game. Again, like I said before, and I'll say again, the Buffalo Bills secondary has been dinged up this year. It has been injured. So this is this is an opportunity for Miami to, to step up, to step up, and put, and put it to, and put it to the Buffalo Bills. My thing is, if they do not beat the Buffalo Bills on, yeah, on, Sunday, then it gets to be interesting because then again you've got you've got the Patriots, the Jets breathing down your neck. Uh, you still got the Baltimore Ravens, even though they are tied with the Bengals in the AFC North. Who knows? Ravens can get that wild card spot. Maybe the Bengals get that wild card spot. The Titans are pretty much going to make the playoffs. We are, we're going to make the playoffs, even though they've had they've had their issues here lately. They got blown up by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that's a concern if you're a Tennessee Titan fan moving, moving forward. Can't say, we know Can't say it's going to be in, but can the Chargers be the team? Can the Chargers maneuver their way into the playoffs? But again, this is a situation where Miami had, had, had needs to step up their game or they're going, wind up, they're going to wind up being at home. I mean, they did everything in the world for two of this past all season. They got him a dangerous weapon and tired to kill. You guys, some offensive line of help. You went out and got Jeff Wilson in the trade deadline to add to the running game. So now, let's see if the Miami Dolphins can step it up. They could need to step up against the Buffalo Bills. Now, again, the Buffalo offense is not what it was early in the season. Again, they have a chance to make make it a close football game. I think it's going to be a close football game. And again, we'll see. Now I believe the game is in Buffalo. There has been a rumor going around how true this is that they might be calling for a chance of snow in Buffalo. Again, a rumor, this is what I've heard, rumor, speculations, I have heard this. Again, if that is the truth, this probably this favors the Buffalo Bills because they're used to cold weather. This will not favor the Miami this will not favor the Miami Dolphins at all whatsoever. So if that's the case. Doesn't look good. That would not look good for for uh, Miami if it's if it's about if it's gonna snow in Buffalo. Now granted, I don't think the snow is gonna be as bad as it was uh, it was about a month ago when they had to they had about they like 100 feet of snow in Buffalo or something like that. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be quite quite that bad. But moving forward, what's that old, I guess that old expression goes. What is either time to put up or shut up they the question, so now Miami Dolphins are going to have to put up because if they don't put up, they're going to be shutting up and they will be out of the playoffs. So now this is the time we need to step it up. We'll say it will we'll find out this week if Tua is can kind of sneak his way to make one of the other echelon quarterbacks in this league because they, you know, like I said, all the great quarterbacks, the Patrick Mahomes of the world, they know how to step their game up. You know, maybe Tom Brady, he knows how to step. His game up, but again, all the good quarterbacks in this league. Again, if Tua wants to be considered among one of the best, he's going to have to step up his game against a still pretty decent Buffalo Bills defense. And if and if there is some snow, and again, I know Tua. He's dealing with some injuries himself. Again, I know Tua's had a concussion early in the year. He missed a couple of games, but now Tua's is going to he's going to have to really uh, step up his game. And again, like I said before, it's, either, it's time to either put up or shut up. Let's stop. injuries seem to be a recurring theme here late in the season. As we get late in the season, injuries piling up, and the the players the players their bodies take their bodies take a um, a beating from this the seventeen game the seventeen game schedule. Now. Debo now of course Debo Samuel he has a uh, I believe I want to say it's, I want to say it's a high ankle sprain and he may miss according to Kyle Shanahan it may be three weeks he'll miss and he'll be back there's a possibility he could be back by the last game of the season now if I'm kind of, if I if I'm in, the head, in the head of Kyle Shanahan if that would be the case I want to say Debo doesn't play for the rest of the season and he'll get him ready for the playoffs provided the 49ers can keep things up af- keep things afloat. Now they, okay, now they do have Christian McCaffrey and I'm sure Christian McCaffrey's workload will probably go up even that much more if it is possible because of Debo's injury. Now Brandon Ayuk who has stepped up his game here this season he's going to be asked to do more. George Kittle who is still top five or six tight end in this league he's going to be asked to do a little bit more. Another guy to keep your eye on, Jawan Jennings he's had moments. Now I guess the question mark is with the 49ers is who's going to be the quarterback? Brock Prudy. He like I said, we said he's had a rib injury. Um there's a possibility he still could play. If not, Johnson Johnson, they'll be going to their fourth quarterback this year if that happens to be the <laughs> that happens to be the case. Now, I think Debo, Debo did not get hurt on a I don't think he got on receiving. I think they lined him in the backfield. He ran. And they got hurt. He twisted his body, trying to avoid a tackle or getting hit. And that's where the injury occurred. Now, I believe if I'm not mistaken, I've heard I've read somewhere that a um, Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the, the greatest receivers in the history of the game, Jerry Rice, I believe he pretty much jumped on the 49ers case for using Debo and that's in that situation. Now, again, we all know Debo had this, we talked about this, when he, re-signed the, when he got his new contract with the 49ers last year, he wanted to be used as a wide receiver exclusively. He didn't want to run the football. Now, again, last year, I, mean, I think Kyle Shane had no choice but to let sh- sh- yeah, um, Diego run the football because I think it seemed like everybody on the 49ers, uh, as far as running the football was concerned, I think most of them were pretty much hurt last year. I think Wilson was hurt at one time, Jeff Wilson, who's now with the Dolphins. Um, Elijah Mitchell again was hurt. I mean it's like, like everybody seems to be hurt. So Debo had to step up his game and he did exactly that last year. Now with I guess Elijah Mitchell started this year, of course he got hurt. He made the trade to bring in Christian McCaffrey and Christian McCaffrey is a is certainly a dangerous weapon. And McCaffrey who has actually been who has actually played every game this year for the Panthers. And the 49ers, Again, that was his thing the last couple of years when he signed a nice when he signed a contract extension with the Panthers, his biggest thing was he had been hurt for two for two years. He played what like, ten games in two years, but he has played every game this year. Now, you were figuring and I'm figuring that Jerry Rice and I don't know exactly what Jerry Rice had said in that interview, but I'm sure Jared, but I'm sure Jerry Rice probably came out and said, Well, you got a guy like Christian McCaffrey who is running your football. You stick him in the backfield, and you don't put Debo. You let Debo catch passes. I'm going to assume. I assume that's probably what Jerry Rice had said. And Jerry has, and Jerry has a very valid valid points. But again, we go back to the situation with the with the um, with the 49ers in that running game, because right now, Christian McCaffrey is pretty much the running game. Elijah Mitchell, who came back for a couple of games after they acquired McCaffrey, played well. But again, guess what? He got hurt again. And now you've got a lot of young you've got you've got a lot of young and no no players backing up Christian McCaffrey. Well, what if Christian McCaffrey gets hurt? Then the 49ers are really gonna be really be in a world in a world of trouble. Now you don't have Debo Let's let's just say for the sake of argument you don't have Debo for three weeks. That means Brad Iuk has the best game. He has to become a new number one receiver. George Kittle. George Kittle's game, I like would step up more with George Kittle. He's been kinda of naughty since the last three or four weeks. But to me to me, Shan needs to get George Kittle more involved in the football game. To be George Kittle is kinda of like Travis Kelsey in a way at one point in time. Kittle and Kelsey were considered on even par as one of the best as the best ends in football. But now this is a point this is the point in time now where you got to what is the expression? Suck it up, Buttercup. This is the situation where George Kittle has got to be Travis Kelsey. You got to make George Kittle have to be Travis Kelsey 2.0 now. Because like I said before, at one point in time, these guys were on the same par. And you need to get George Kittle the ball a lot more. Now, now the only thing I can say with the D-boat in line in the backfield that probably goes back to where they don't. It probably goes back to where Christian McCaffrey had played what you know, had played only ten games in two years. And I think yeah, and I think the issue was that they're trying to get they don't want to use, they don't want to overuse Christian care from that much. But if you got him in a trade, if you got him in a trade and you think he is the guy that's gonna take you over the top, then you have to use him as much as you can. Man, to me, i agree with I agree with maybe Jerry Rice's assessment. Let Debo catch passes. I'm sure you've got. I'm sure you got a new game plan where Debo might do it end round. but again, let Debo catch passes. Let him catch passes for you. You've got Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. Christian McCaffrey takes the pressure off Debo where he doesn't have to do that. But again, I'm sure that's and I'm sure that's in in the Kyle Shanahan's playbook to do that. To do that type of stuff. I think the whole thing is this is uh you got to put the guy. got to put the. Uh, Guys, feet to the fire. That means these young running backs you got, these young running backs, you got to put their feet to the fire, put them out there. I understand you you don't want to use Christian McCaffrey a whole whole lot. I mean, yeah, you you don't want to overuse him because you're going to need him for the stretch run and certainly to the playoffs. But again, these young running backs, you got to put them out there, put them out there, see what they can do. And don't line people up the backfield. Let these let these young men let these young men get up some get up some carries in these games because you don't know what they're capable of doing. And if, if any one of these running backs can play halfway decent, it takes the pressure off of Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, heck, you can line one of these young running backs in the backfield. I'm sure Christian McCaffrey can run, yeah, as a slot receiver and all that stuff. But again. Deals that for a few weeks. Again, yes, it does. It does hurt. It does hurt. But again, it's the point where guys like Brandon Ayuk are going to step in this game up that much more. Kittle, he's got to be Travis Kelsey. He's got to be Travis Kelsey like. And you got Javon Jennings. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure his his stock will go up. Again, if you if you need a, if you need a player, Javon Jennings is got you have to keep an eye on. It. And again, with McCaffrey, McCaffrey, I'm sure his his receptions will go up a little bit more if possible. But they they might go up even that much more. But to be honest with you, we'll see. We'll see in due time. We'll see if Debo's injury becomes a big, big, big issue. Now, again, San Francisco has the Seattle Seahawks. Now, Seattle's defense has had its ups and some downs this year. But again, it all depends on Thursday night if Brock Purdy's gonna be a quarterback or it's gonna be Josh Johnson. That's gonna be that's going to be an interesting situation moving forward. The Catholics will still be there, I think to be there, yes, Kittle could be there. We all know that. But the thing is, I mean again San Francisco is this a possibility where maybe the Seattle Seahawks beat the San Francisco 49ers? It's it's very possible. Now the 49ers have one of their defenses in this league, and for the last few weeks it has proved to be such that. But again, again, the defense, again, I'm sure the defense has gotten to step it up that much more. Now, it's interesting for defense this week, you know, Smith has played extremely well this year. The offense line has played better than advertised. Uh, we don't know if Kenny Walker will be back on a Thursday night. He may, may not. But you still got to deal with the Bedcat. You still got to do with Lockett. Again, the 49ers do not have any, an easy day to park against the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. So again, the defense, again, the defense right. is going to step up once again. And again, it's one of the top five defenses, defenses in this league. So moving forward, we'll see. We'll see, come Thursday night, the quarterback situation will become very interesting. We'll see who becomes the starting quarterback on Thursday night, but for right now, with Debo, Debo, my guess is Debo, probably come back and run the playoffs, he'll be invested, ready to go, and again with a Christian, healthy Christian Canterbury, a healthy Debo, IU, Kittle, the 49ers, maybe the only team that I believe in the NFC that might have a chance, It's a slight chance to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Right now the Philadelphia Eagles are the still the top team in the NFC, and the Commanders were the only team that caught the Eagles off on a, maybe a bad night. Now the Eagles, the Eagles they caught a guy alive, barely alive against the Colts, but they put a burden on the Giants. The Giants, are no surprise team, but the Giants do not have the talent whatsoever to hang to hang with the Eagles. The Commanders, they found a way that one night, and I'm sure the Eagles and the Commanders, they still got to play each other again. And I, I got a feeling the results will be a little bit different this time around. But to me, the 49ers may be the only team in the NFC that might have a smidge of a chance, a smidge of a chance to stop the Eagles. Now, again, the quarterback play, that would be the biggest issue. Now, whether I think Groppler would have been any, could have done. Whether I think Groppler would have been better than Purdy moving forward. His experience would have been a big difference. But again, the Eagles have a pretty good defense and again, the Eagles defense could have given Garoppolo, Purdy, a pretty tough, a pretty tough time. Again, the only team, I think the only only team that could maybe take a slim chance at the Eagles would be the Cowboys because of their defense. But, but for for, for the Niners, didn't, for, for him for putting gear up. They probably I got a feeling they'll keep Debo maybe the rest of the season, getting ready for the playoffs. And like I said, for the stay of the ship. Hopefully Purdy plays can get through his injuries. He plays first night and the rest of the season. Because right now a lot's relied on the young on the young, on the third string quarterbacks, yeah, shoulders to move to move this team forward. Now, can he do it for the first couple weeks he hasn't done he's done a fairly decent job of that but if, if he plays he's got yeah he's got uh, he might have to go toe to, toe to toe with the Seattle offense can he do that I don't know but the 49ers defense again like I said before has been a top 5 defense most of this year but for Debo like I said moving forward hopefully Debo comes back he's a, again a dangerous weapon but again Maybe it is time that uh, Kyle Shan scraps Debo from the running, yeah, from uh, putting him in the backfield. I can still see if you do a wide receiver screen at Debo. Maybe an end-around. I can start to see that as phase in the playbook. But maybe you've got Christian McCaffrey. Use Christian as much as you can. I mean, if you brought him over, you got to use him. and use him? Let these all young running backs. Let them play. Let's see what they got in that backfield. But Debo... Debo's a dangerous weapon. Debo, I'm sure, like I said before, he'll be sitting out and I'm sure he'll be back. He'll be back probably in time for the playoffs. And if Debo's 100% healthy, along with Christian McCann for the 49ers, like I said, that may be the only team that might have a slim chance, if any at all, to knock the Eagles off. And for our Dallas, Dallas Cowboys fans out there are listening, listening to this right now, you've already heard the signing of one T.Y. Hilton now I'm sure that the the Cowboys fans were hoping and praying that it was going to be Odell Odell Beckham now Jerry Jones as we said I think a couple of episodes ago Jerry was not completely convinced that Odell was a hundred percent healthy that he was not going to do no drills or anything else or anything else and it, that doesn't seem to be the case that Odell could not convince any team that he was a hundred percent healthy um, the Giants have not, have not reached out to Odell anymore. The Buffalo Bills got to the point where they weren't concerned about Odell anymore. They went out and signed, as of today, they signed Cole Beasley, who had retired. Now he's coming back out of retirement. He's going to the, to the um, the practice squad. The uh, Bills looking for an old slot receiver. And they figured Cole Beasley could certainly fill that bill. And, you know, of course, Cole has had a good rapport with Josh Allen. But now... The Cowboys reached out to T. Y. Hilton, Now, T. Y. Hilton has not played all year. He went. I think the Cowboys brought him in. The Cowboys, showed, I guess, evidently saw enough of T. Y. to pretty much sign him to sign him to a contract for the rest for the rest of the season. We're, we're assuming. Now, certainly, T. Y. is not is not the same player. He has not been the same player for for a few years now. He has he has been injured off and on. Now, at one point in time, you know Ty was one of the, I was maybe one of the top ten receivers several years ago in this league when Andrew Luck was still quarterback and Luck and Hilton was a date was a deadly one two punch for the Colts for many years, and that's what got them pretty much into playoffs. But Hilton certainly is not the same player anymore. He doesn't have the same speed that he once did now. How Hilton fits into this, I don't really know because you got CeeDee Lamb is certainly the number one option. Michael Gallup, as his game was picked up a little bit, maybe he is finally starting to recover from his own ACL injury. Uh, James Washington is actually finally seeing the field; he's healthy. But again, how much? Yeah, it's interesting to see where Hilton fits in, fits into this, fits into this, and I'm sure it's going to take Hilton some time to get used to, to the Cowboys you know system. I know TY being a veteran player he could probably pick up on things pretty quickly but I but again for the Cowboys fans I'm interested to see where Hilton fits in. He's not he's not number one. he's not even a number two guy. Maybe it depends if Hilton picks up the speed could he be a number three option? I'm not saying it's not that the realm of possibility um again, I think Washington would still have the edge over Hilton in the number three slot. I still think he has the edge. And that would totally shock me if Hilton picks up on these quickly. He becomes the number three receiver. Now, granted, you still got Dalton Schultz. He's one of the more underrated tight ends in the league. And the, and the Cowboys tight ends the themselves have this season alone have done fairly well. Again, you know, Tony Pollard is starting to come into his own this year as well. So again, this is all to help out Dak Prescott and to bulk the offense up more. To get the offense more you know, again, I think at times they miss Omari Cooper. I'm sure they miss Cooper as number one, Lamb two, and Gallup three. Because when they had that, the Cowboys were, were excellent offense. And I'm sure deep down inside, I'm sure people inside the locker room, I'm sure Dak Prescott misses Omari Cooper. But again, again, I was going to say that Jerry Jones made. He was going to make 20 man a year. Jerry goes, I'm not paying a guy $20 million a year for to be a receiver. You're up out of here. And he got pretty much next to nothing for a guy of Amari Cooper's talent. And, again, that's a bold-headed a, a play on Jerry's part. And, again, I was reading, I think somebody had said on Facebook, I believe it was where it saw that, to me the Cowboys are not going to take it over the top unless Jerry is no longer running things. And that's probably, that's. I hate to say, that probably is the case. But T.Y. Hilton's in there. We'll see what T.Y. can do, but I don't expect T.Y. I don't expect big things from T.Y. Hilton's at the same player that he once was. He has been afterthought the last few years. Now, granted, the quarterback play has been inconsistent. I'll give you that. I mean, you had Phillip Rivers, but I don't see Rivers and Hilton getting along. were were uh, not the great hookup. I didn't see Hilton or Carlson Wentz, you know, be a great hookup either. But again, Hilton has evidently stayed in playing shape. He's getting a chance. Again, Hilton had a chance. Deshaun Jackson had his chance with the Baltimore Ravens. Beckham tried to come back. I don't think Beckham's even gonna play for any team this year. I got a feeling Beckham will have to sit out the year, come back, and hopefully in 2023, somebody will sign. And I'm sure somebody will give Odell a chance in 2023. But for right now, it doesn't seem that gonna give him a chance. I know he wants to come in and sign with a playoff team. He wants to wants to walk in and play for a team he wants to be on the playoff roster. And to me, I don't think nobody's going to do that. And again, this is something that Odell, if he, if he had played his cards right, you know, maybe went in, done some, you know, done some drills for the Cowboys. Maybe it would be him in that spot and not T.Y. T. Hilton in that spot. But again, Odell has no way to blame but himself. But for T.Y. Hilton, I'm interested to see what the Cowboys see in T.Y. Because again, he's a, he has not been the same player that he's been the last few years. And again, again, you know, again, we'll see, we'll see who he's capable of. I'm not saying T.Y. T.Y., I'm sure I'm interested to see him with the starling side of his head. After all his years with the Indianapolis Colts, it's it's gonna be it's it's gonna be different. It's it's different. It's like seeing Tom Brady all his years doing the Patriots, and all of a sudden he's wearing a Tampa Bay. He's wearing a Tampa Bay. He's got that uh that Buccaneer on the side on the side of his helmet. That's gonna be dressed going from a horseshoe to a star. Well, let me see. Think about it. That it much difference, right? You know. Well, maybe it's not that much difference. I mean, I guess it could be a difference, but then again, you never know. A horseshoe to a star. I don't know, but like I said, I'm interested to see what the Cowboys do see in T.Y. Hilton, and we'll see what he's capable of doing. That's all I have time for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. Please take care of yourselves. See you again soon.